Yes. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Robcast. This is episode 305, and it's called, Who Knew There Are Humans on the Floor? If you would have told me that I'd be doing this episode today, I, I did not see this coming. If you would have told my, when I started the Robcast, if you would have told me about this episode, I, first off, I would have been like, wait, there's, there's, you're going to do 305 of these things. But if I would have told you about this episode and what it's about, six year earlier, me would have been like, no way. 10 year earlier, me would have been like, are, are you, seriously, if you would have told my 20 year old self that 30 years later, I'd be doing this episode of the Robcast. First off, 20-year-old self would have said, what's a, what's a podcast? But would have been completely blown away. Just absolutely dumbfounded that this is the way that it went. I mean, this, what? Seriously. So if, let me just disclaimer. If throughout this episode I pause and just go, what? Um, yeah, and that's why I'm doing the, this episode, because it's important that we let each other in on our, what? This is what happened? Uh, by the way, speaking of what's happening, side note, I'm trying something new at the end of May and beginning of June. Um, I'm doing something called writing sessions and speaking sessions. So those of you who talks speeches, presentations, what do they even, what do the kids even call them nowadays? Um, but those of you who the live speaking event, that's what you do. Um, or writing, um, if you're working on something, I'm doing this thing where it's me and 10 of you, 10 of you writers or 10 of you who are working on something to speak um, on Zoom together for three hours. And you bring your questions and then we sort it out. Um, so I haven't done anything this particular way I've done different versions, but I'm trying something new there. So all the writing sessions, speaking sessions info is at my site. But this, now let's get back to it. Let's get back to the fact that who knew there are humans on the floor? Because this, whew, this episode, yeah. So there's a, uh, there's a surprise that happened to me. I got surprised. I got surprised by something very specific, but I got surprised by something something larger about the nature of life itself, which I knew. We know things conceptually. We can intellectually affirm them, right? You nod your head and go, yeah, yeah, I see that. I get that. And But then it happens to you in some sort of flesh and blood way. And you're like, I knew this, I knew this, but then how come I keep replaying it like what happened so in some ways i'm going to tell you this story about what happened to me because of the thing that happens when we're reminded of the capacity to be surprised to live your life in such a way that you can be genuinely caught off guard because we tried cynicism right? We tried shooting everything down. We tried despair. We tried being too cool for school. We tried all that, right? 
you tried all that, like, tried that, didn't work, sort of jaded thing, sort of um, pseudo-world-weary wisdom that's not really wisdom, it's just a wound. Yeah, we tried all that. But protecting that raw, vulnerable, exposed part of your heart that retains the capacity to be surprised by life. That's uh, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, we've been surprised by painful things and heartbreaking things, but to be surprised by wonder and awe at your own existence and where your life goes and and what appears and what gets reignited and what gets rekindled and what new vistas and spaces and frontiers open up within you, that, that's something. That's, yeah, that's, a, that's, in some senses, that's why we're here, to follow it where it takes us and to continually be surprised. That's what happened to me. Um, so in December, uh, our, our son Preston uh, moved out. He was 20 at the time. In the past few months, uh, man, two of our three kids moved out. This has been like a season. And it's so great because, yeah, that's so happy for them that these rockets are launching. And yet, uh, some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's good grief. It's the changing of things. Things aren't how they were. So it's December and Preston and I are in this room, back house, which is basically just in the 1920s when they built these bungalows in the middle of L.A. They put these little two-car garages, but you don't need a garage in California, so people turn them into spaces. So we have this back house, formerly just a garage, um, and uh, Preston had lived in, in like essentially kind of like a storage room, <laughs> and then the, this main area of the back house, he had sort of taken over gradually, and uh, so he and I are standing there talking about um, what music equipment he was taking with him and what I was, uh, I was selling off a bunch of music equipment. So he and I were just standing in among amps and drum sets talking about him moving out. The day that was going to come was upon us. You know that thing, like you know something's gonna happen someday and then all of a sudden you're actually having this discussion and um, I had sold an American precision bass and a, and a Fender American Strat, and we had a Pearl drum set he was going to take and put in the basement of his, the, the cellar of his new place. And then he had a Duo Sonic, remember those? Um, I had a Vox AC-15. He had a Fender Twin, a Mustang bass. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, for those of you keeping the, the knob heads, keeping track at home. So we just had all this equipment and pedal board, he had a pedal board, and mics, and and we're discussing what um, he's taking, and we're like making different piles of stuff, and what stuff I'm going to uh, sell on Craigslist, and we have all these memories of the noise we've made in this room over the past few years, including my, my favorite memory. At one point when he was like, he would have been 15, he said, hey, Dad, I want to do a show in the back house. 
I want to have like a four band lineup. He's like, and my one of my bands will play, and um, I want to invite kids. Like we'll put it out like a like a legit show. It'll just and he's like, I'll take all the furniture out of the back house so we can do this punk rock show. He fit seventy kids in this room. <laughs> With a four-band lineup. At one point, I just looked in from outside just to see what was going on, and they were stage diving, but there's no stage in this room. They were literally passing kids. They, they, they were like passing each other across the top of the heads of the 70 kids who had fit into a space the size of two... What is it? It's, it's like basically like two very, very, very small car spaces together. I mean, that's like so tight, so hot. Uh yeah, seriously good memories in this room. And lump in the throat sort of stuff because he's moving out. And uh, so we're dividing up this gear. I, I'm having a case of the this is happenings. There you go. That's the technical term for it. This is happening. A case of the this is the happenings. That's what happens when you've talked about a day. You know a day is coming and then the day is upon you. And you'd have it no other way. You're totally for this. This is a step forward. And yet... And uh, I was in the, pro I think I'd sold every, all of my stuff by then. Maybe I had a couple of things that were still, um, I still hadn't gotten rid of. And I was saying to him, the stuff that you don't take, anything that you don't take, I'm giving away or selling. And um, he said, Dad, you should have at least one guitar. And I said, well, you know, I don't really do music anymore. Like that was a thing like way back um, and I've messed around over the years, but I don't really do music anymore. And he's like, no, Dad, seriously, you should have at least one guitar. Because that's where I started. That was the first thing, really. Everything else felt like someone else's sweater until I joined a band. You know that feeling? <laughs> like when you were growing up and like you'd try something, you'd take lessons, you'd join the team, you'd go to that club, and then... After a while, you'd be like, yeah, this really isn't my jam, right? I remember uh, I played soccer. I remember the coach jumping on a moped, and everybody had to chase the coach. And we would just run till we were just ragged. And and dudes on the team just getting off, just loving it, loving the, like, the yelling and the flexing and how many push-ups can you do and, like, like, all of that super competitive, like, alpha jostling, throwing elbows, like, who's the best? All of that, to me, was like, yeah, whatever. My thoughts, I was always a bit more existential. Some of you know what I'm talking about? You were in those super competitive, who's better, who's best, and yet you were, you're, you're, you were in the clouds. You were somewhere else. I was always like, what does it mean? What are we doing here? I remember senior year of high school our team we were good like we were making a we thought we could win the state championship and a number of us were like made all state so that like we were like we're gonna do something here and we played in this huge tournament and we lost on the final day of the tournament by one goal we took second in the tournament so we had to go to the trophy ceremony where we were presented the second place trophy and we were like just ugh, just the that sinking terrible second place feeling 
And the following week, we had a home game, and we're in the locker room, and the coach is giving us the last instructions before we take the field to play, and we still have this taste of that defeat in our mouths. And just before we take the field, the coach goes into another room in the locker room, and he comes back in in front of us, and he's holding that second-place trophy. (laughs) And he says one more thing before we go out and play this game. And he takes the trophy from the weekend tournament before, the second-place trophy, and he heaves it with all of his might at the wall of the locker room, the tile wall, and the trophy shatters into pieces. The pieces, it like explodes against the wall and the pieces go everywhere. And he says, I fucking hate second place. (laughs) And the players went bonkers. People just lost their minds. That was like some Disney movie stuff, right? Like where the players, we charged out on that field so there were moments like sort of caught up, even in moments like that, a part of me was like, okay, yeah, right, but it's just a game. Um, it was like I fit, but I didn't fit. Does that sound familiar? It's like you could do it. You went along with it. You pumped your fist. You ran out into the field. You cheered. And yet, it was almost like being home, but not home. Like, you could do it, but it wasn't really you. But you're young, so you're just sort of exploring you're just trying on all these different sweaters. But then, man, when I was like 19, I got in a band. And that was like, whew, like trying to capture what was going on in my heart using words. It was like, oh, yeah. It was like coming home. Uh, yeah. It's like, you know, I would say it's, it happens when we're younger, but your whole life, we're looking for our place. It's like a body. Which cell am I? Where do I fit in this thing? And then that's sort of, uh, and I thought, well, that's, this is what I'm going to do with my life. And then that didn't go that way. And I, I went into all these other areas. Um, I started doing spiritual teachings, and life went this other direction. So, uh, music is sort of like first love, um, but then especially later on, uh, I got dog starred big time. You know, dog star, right? You know the whole stay in your lane, don't reach, don't overextend. Dog star was the you know the actor Keanu Reeves. He was bass player in a band called Dog Star, and people found themselves so conflicted because we all love Keanu Reeves, right? But can he play bass in a band? Are you allowed to do that? Can you just be in one thing and then go over and do something else? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the number of people I've interacted with who have dog star questions. <laughs> I just made that up, by the way, the dog. I didn't make the part about him, but calling it the dog star factor, dog starring. But that's when people basically believe, like, stay in your lane. Yeah, don't go, to, you can't, you're not allowed to go do that. You do this. Um, people do that to each other. It's a very popular way that people see the world, especially if perhaps you had some level of what would be called success or excellence over here. Um, yeah, don't stay in your lane. You don't get to just go over here and try this thing over here. What are you, do- what are you doing? We all know you to be that. 
So literally over the years, uh, I would sometimes write songs and go into studios and record the songs and not play them for anybody. It's almost like a release valve. Um, so I had recorded some stuff and that uh, over the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years that just nobody had heard. Maybe my kids <laughs> once in a while just for some laughs. But otherwise, music sort of was like, eh, that... that uh, Re so close to my heart, and yet, uh, yeah, that's something I used to do. But then I'm standing there, right here in this room, and my boy says, Dad, I mean, you should have at least one guitar. You shouldn't sell everything. He's like, I'm taking all this stuff, and you're so but don't sell, like, at least, you should have at least one guitar. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. I should I should have at least one guitar. You know, I don't really do any of that anymore. Uh, by the way, it goes both ways. You know this, uh, and you got to get that one right. It goes both ways. You think you're your kid's teacher? Maybe now and again, yeah. Um, but your kid's your teacher. Yeah, there are souls and there are roles. There's a biological role with the kid, like, you're part of how the kid came into the world, okay, there's like a biological thing going on there, you're paying the rent for a while, yeah, 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 you you put the food on the table, yeah, okay, that's, yeah, there's like a role you're playing there, but then there's souls, there's your soul and your kid's soul, yeah, and your two souls ended up here at the same time, so you might have these particular roles, like whatever, biologically, um, societally, but then there are souls, yeah, and souls learn from other souls. Souls help other souls expand. Souls help each other figure out whatever you're here to figure out. Yeah, that's it. By the way, try this. Those of you who have kids, try this. Next time you're jammed up, next time you've got some dilemma, some conflict, ask your kid what they think. I'm telling you. Your kid knows you, by the way. Your kid's watched you. Your kid's very perceptive. Yeah, a kid has a deep knowing. They just don't have layers of politeness on top of it. Just watch the next time you're jammed up and you bring your kid into it, whatever it is, obviously appropriately. Like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think I should do? Just watch how stunning it is, how much wisdom your kid has. Yeah, because it's roles, but then there are souls. So, yeah, our kids are teachers. My son's like, Dad. You should have at least one guitar. And I was like, yeah, I probably should. So I'd sold a bunch of these guitars. Um, so I bought the guitar I've always wanted. Um, for those of you keeping track at home, a 2018 Fender American Jazzmaster Sunburst. And I bought it, and then um, he had moved out, and I sent him a picture of it. And he's like, you did it. Nice. And I, I was like, seriously regret. Like, what am I doing buying? Why am I buying a guitar? Like... We're, I'm in, we're into like Zen, Kristen and I, like down like as few things as possible. Like we love empty closets. To us, if your closet is somewhat empty, now you're living. Like just as few things as possible, as clean, Zen, um, spare volumes, like lots of wide open, like as much wide open space, like, yeah, like uncluttered so that you can do whatever you're here to do. So I literally had ordered this guitar. It's coming at some point, it's getting shipped, and I'm already like, what am I doing? 
<laughs> what am I doing? Find a new guitar. And then it arrives and it's got all this packaging and I'm breaking down the box and putting it in the recycling bin on the pitch beside the house there where the bins are. I'm like, what, what, what? And I pull the guitar out. I'm like, well, it is a pretty beautiful guitar. I don't need this guitar, but it is a pretty beautiful guitar. And then uh, I sit down and I start playing it. And it's got songs in it. Like a number of them. I did not, like I start playing it. I'm like, oh, that, that's a pretty good tune. And I'm like humming along a couple melodies. I'm like, wait, <laughs> I didn't. I just ordered a guitar. I didn't order a guitar and the package where it comes with eight new songs in it. But the th I'm just all and I, suddenly I'm playing the guitar. And this was like over the New Year. I'm like coming back here and I'm drawn. This guitar is like, hey, play me. Let's go. Let's go. I'm suddenly playing guitar a fair bit, and songs are coming. And I like these songs. <laughs> They're yeah. They've got like all sorts of depth and resonance to them. And then, uh, so these new songs are coming, and then I email the engineer that I'd worked with over the, a number of years. I said, could you send me every song I ever recorded in your studio? Because I would go into his studio, and he would set up for me, like, uh, I'd set up guitar, bass, piano. Um, I'd maybe bring in a, I would bring in a drummer, Sometimes I would play the drums, then I would just build these songs myself. And then I would put in like the setup of vocal mic so I could sing when after in between different parts. And I was like, could you send me everything I recorded? Just because I'm I would just love to have it all in one place. So he sends me these files. I'm like, oh, <laughs> some of that. Yeah. Now that I listen to it, you're some of those bits and pieces. Yeah. I've had this sound in my head for like 30 years. There was something about the energy of, the punk energy of guitars and drums and bass with my singing, but with a woman's voice singing as well. I could hear her parts. I could hear her voice in these tunes. I've told this to Kristen so many times. I would literally say to her, I have a band in my head. <laughs> I've got a sound. It's like, it's like, uh, it's a feel. It's like a dancey, if that's a word, dancey, chaotic, but melodic um, thing. It's like live instruments played just like a Marshall half stack. You know what I'm saying? Like a Fender P bass played with a pick, right? Like a, a Vox AC30 turned up really like you like a Rickenbacker played with no effects, just straight into a tube amp, like that sort of like that sound of like uh, drum heads that where you can feel the skin or the wood beater on the kick, like the feeling of a live live instruments and what they do to you, and what and and my sort of almost like singing narration, but then I kept picturing this female voice that was just taking you someplace. Uh, by the way, do you have anything that you've been carrying around and wondering about? Do you have anything you've been carrying around for a while? Like an idea you have? Build something, make something, try something, experiment with something, explore something, a quest to go on, discovery. 
yeah, what if I gave that a shot? What if I took that class? What if I got better at that? Yeah, what else are we here for? Nah. By the way, when I do sessions with people and people say, I realize this is a tangent. You know what I've learned? When people say this is a tangent, no. Mm -mm. The tangent's the thing. The tangent's the thing. What I've observed interacting with so many people over the years is when people say to you, I, I don't even know why I brought that up. It's not that big of a deal. I don't know why I went on that tangent. Because the tangent's the thing. The tangent's the, tangent's the tell. Yeah, the thing that feels like it's superfluous, that's actually the thing. That's why it keeps coming up. And that's why you can't figure out why that thing keeps coming up. Like, why do I keep thinking about that? Because it's the thing. It's the invitation. I'm telling you, most of the time, it's the thing. Yeah. And the current structure, the current consciousness, the current center of gravity has in some way compressed spirit right out of the equation. There are the rules. There's how it works. This is what we do. This is what moms do. This is what business people do. This is what artists do. This is whatever, whatever space you're in, there's some rules. There's some assumed, perceived wisdom. There's so center of gravity about how things are done. I'm caps locking that, how things are done. And yet something within you wants new wants to be birthed. Spirit is leading you somewhere new. There's some new creation that is asking for expression through you. And the current arrangement wouldn't know what to do with that because spirit is always disruptive. Yeah, spirit's disruptive. New creation energies are disruptive because they insist that this current arrangement isn't the last and ultimate arrangement. There can be better arrangements. Yeah, this is true at the most intimate level of how we live our lives. This is true politically. This is true about how citizens interact with police. This is true for economic systems. This is true for how things get voiced. This is true for our understandings of what it means to be human. Yeah, so often what happens is that new creation impulse then, it, it looks like it's tangential. It looks like it's just a, I don't know why I keep bringing that up. It's not really the point. I don't, that's just, forget that I said that. No, 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 no. We're going to remember that you said that. Because there's probably some, there's probably some breadcrumbs there to follow. Yeah, so it presents itself like a tangent or a distraction or a pipe dream, and yet it lingers. Sometimes they just park themselves, not up front. They're not that pushy or demanding, but they're just there. So I had had this sound in my head, you know, but it's not like I'm gonna dog star it. <laughs> Because, you know, I got a thing I do. Uh, what did I say to Preston? I don't do music anymore. Uh, but God, this guitar, it just has songs in it. And the songs are like, I'm humming the songs. I'm thinking, of, I'm walking the dog. And suddenly I'm like, oh, that's what I'm going to do in the bridge on that song. For sure. We'll just slow it down and we'll move it into the, we'll do a G sharp minor seven there. And it'll sound like I'm, I'm having these sorts of, and then I think of my friends. I have these friends, Natalie, Megan, and Allie. They're sisters, and they have a band called Joseph. And you, Joseph has been multiple times on the Robcast. And when they sing that, I mean, sister harmony alone, sibling harmony, I mean, there's a, we all know that, right? That's like a thing. Like, that's an alchemy that goes back thousands of years, generations. Like, sister harmony, sibling harmony is a, like a, 
that takes us way, way into, you know, questions of what kind of universe are we living in, right? Like, what is that that happens when siblings sing sibling harmony? But they're singing it, it uh, moves me in some profound way. It always has. And I know a number of you know the same thing, have felt the same thing. Uh, them and others who they sing, and it somehow opens you up to something about the nature of this place we call home. It speaks to you about who you are and what we're doing here. Uh, and and so uh, my friends, Natalie and Allie and Megan, that, that's like a going concern. Like that's a label, and they have management, and they have a touring band when they go out, and they do all sorts of media and interviews, and that's like a whole thing. So I decide... <laughs> This is January. I decide I'm going to send them an email. I send them an email. I send them one of these songs that I had recorded over the years. And I, the, 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 uh, here, here's the email. I send them, and it, the email says, Warning, I just might ask you to be in my new band. Oh my goodness. Any of you who have ever sent an email like that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm literally like, wait, what am I doing? I'm asking Joseph if they want to be in my new band. What am I, 21? <laughs> but I hear voices. I've heard a voice on this sound in my head for 30 years. So I send the email, and I hit send, like, what am I doing asking Joseph uh, if they want to be in my new band? <laughs> uh, man, oh, man. You can be Rob Bell, by the way. And my kids talk about Rob Bell, like capital R, capital B, Rob Bell, like that Rob Bell thing out there. You can literally go around the world talking about imagination and possibility. You can literally go around the world telling people, what do you have to lose? Just try it. You can literally go around the world hand giving out permission slips. Like, there are no rules. Let's just go for it. What's the problem? Let's do this. And yet, there are these moments when you need some of that for yourself. You need to rob bell yourself. <laughs> that thing that I love to give others and do for others, I needed that thing to be done to me. So, uh, by the way, here's what I sent them. Here's the copy from the email. Warning, prepare thyselves. Consider this a loving warning. There's a good chance that sometime this year I'm going to ask you all to join my new band for the pure joy of it. That's the email. And then they respond. And their response is absolutely fantastic. They're like, we love this song. Let's do it. Let's, let's make this. Let's try this. And so we start going back and forth. Like they start recording their parts and we start discussing like, okay, well, try that. Why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? And then they send me one of the versions when we're just trying different things out. Uh, it was actually the, the, it's a song called I Used to Be Sober All the Time. <laughs> and oh my God. Like 10 seconds in, I'm like, what is uh, 
the part they added, the part, the parts they were singing, I never would have thought of in a thousand years. I had to listen to it multiple times to even figure out what they were doing. It was so fresh and unexpected and feisty and fierce and beautiful. And this is the alchemy when we come together. This is why we all need each other. Those of you who've been burned, and I have, and actually, whew, even now, like that just makes my, that just like puts fire in my chest. Yeah, yeah, we've all been burned. You, you, you jumped in, you committed, you gave yourself to them, to it, to that project, to that relationship, to that work, to that job, or whatever it is, to that neighborhood, to that community, to those people, and, and, and it didn't work, and you got burned. And so then we step away. That's what I've done. You just step back. You're like, ah, whatever. It's not worth it. Uh, and you dial it down, and you're alone, but at least you don't have to go through all that stuff. But that doesn't shut off this deep human need for alchemy. Alchemy is one plus one equals three. Alchemy is the magic that you join up with this person and between you something happens that goes way beyond you. It's I've done the maths on this, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah, one plus one doesn't equal two. Yeah, yeah. In the best of times, that's what, that just, sets your hair on fire because you're still look we're all we're looking for our people we're looking for our partners we're looking for our gang we all want to be in a gang because in a gang one plus one plus one doesn't equal three it equals 92 or whatever something happens yeah because we're cells and we form a body literally the cells that form your body that body has properties that aren't present at the earlier component level. You add a bunch of atoms together, you get molecules, but those molecules, you add a bunch of atoms together, you don't just get a pile of atoms. You get molecules, which have properties that aren't present at the earlier component level. The whole thing, nested holons is a technical term, all the way down, the whole thing. You add this and this and this together, you don't get three thises. You get something new that has a bunch of properties that aren't there with the individual thises. Yeah, that's central to this experience we're having. So have you backed away? Are you gun shy? Why bother if it's going to end up in flames? Here's why, because it's who we are. Yeah, so you can be smarter. You can ask better questions. You can jump in slower. You can have stronger boundaries. Um, you can get it in writing. <laughs> God, I wish I would have done that a number of times on the front end. Uh, you can take smaller steps at first. You can be more realistic. You can be more grounded. You can be more centered. You can be more patient, all that. Yeah, but still, still, uh, we are communal creatures. We all want to be in a gang. We all know there's an alchemy when we get together to do whatever we're going to do. So uh, my sister friends, Natalie, Allie, and Megan, we, we, we get five songs cooking, and... and uh, there's a studio near my house run by Alec Dixon, a mastermind, and uh, he mixes and masters this stuff. And last month, we release our first EP 
called The First One, and it's so fun to put it out. It's so fun to watch people respond. It's so fun for us to make it. All the joy is there. Anything else is, uh, anything else, you know, that's all just, that's gravy. That's icing on the cake. That's frosting. That's the joy is making it. Just all of our Zooms and texts and emails and phone conversations, just the, that, that alone, that alone. Oh my goodness. That's why we're here. The fact that actually we produce some noise, some music and other people can enjoy it. Um, and then people would send us their comments, which makes me laugh, including one person who just said, I mean, of course, <laughs> Rob Bell plus Joseph equals this new band. I mean, of course, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, so what do you name a band? Cause those of you, you know, like naming a band is high art and you know, me titling, like naming things. God, that's like half the, that's half the fun. Uh, so we named ourselves Humans on the Floor. Yeah, because our daughter Violet, um, back when you know kids used to go to school, in the morning she would eat her waffle on the floor of her room, and our dog would sit next to her, just so happy to have a human on the floor. And we would always laugh, because Kristen would bring the waffle in. We'd bring her breakfast in, set it down on the floor of her room. Violet would sit down on the floor, the dog would come over and sit down like totally into this. And Kristen would say, humans on the floor, humans on the floor. And then, and then the world goes into lockdown. And a number of evenings, the five of us are like, this is weird. And we would end up in Violet's room. Oftentimes, a number of us, we'd be, on, we'd be listening to music, we'd be on the floor. And our dog was so hyped. We were always like joking, like our dog loves a pandemic because we're all home and we're all around and a lot of evenings we all end up on the floor. Humans on the floor. Humans on the floor. And I never I remember the night of the looting um during the protests, the looting, something separate than the protests, obviously. Uh the the looting came within eight houses, eight uh, eight, eight doors down from us. They just wrecked. Just wrecked the uh, stores at the end of our block. And I remember we were all in our house like, this is a night unlike any other. We can hear the police uh, helicopters, and we can hear the noise. And earlier in the day, cars had been set on fire at the other end of the block. And um, I had been there out on the street when the police showed up and got out their rubber bullet guns. And it was just like, it was so surreal. It was such a strange time. All of us, right? Such a, like, we're living through something historic here. Um, and so that night, especially knowing that they just set a, a store on fire, like just a couple blocks over, and we're all together in Violet's room <laughs> with the dog, humans on the floor. So humans on the floor was funny. Humans on the floor was meaningful. Humans on the floor is about connection. It's about all kinds of things. So Kristen's saying humans on the floor, and my friends and I are putting together this first record. And I was like, oh, of course it's humans on the floor. Um, and the fact that Kristen Bell named the band pretty much, <laughs> 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 the, 
this is what I love to do. And naming a band is so hard because there's so many reasons why bands weren't names don't work. And then the fact that Kristen inadvertently gave me the name. I mean, the poetry of that alone. The poetry of that alone. Oh, by the way, the reason why I'm doing this episode now and not a month ago is because today we've released our second five-song record. Uh, and our second record is called The Second One. <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine, when the first one came out, was like, honestly, you're like a 50-year-old guy playing guitar. Like, that's not, like, what's happening. I know, I know, I know. But I, was, I wasn't cool in the first place, so why start now, right? There's a total South Star there, by the way. Just be yourself. That's, it's not the thing that's happening. It's not the thing that's of the moment. Yeah, then be yourself all the more. Do the thing that you do all the more. Okay, by the way, also, I think parentheses, live instruments are going to come back. Have you ever played a Fender P bass with a pick through an Ampeg 8x12? Have you ever played well, a Jazzmaster through a Vox amp? Yeah. Have you ever hit like a like a low tom with both sticks, hard. Ooh, the sound of a wood beater on the kick drum. You Live instruments have always been here, obviously, but they're going to come roaring back because nothing can replace that. So the songs kept coming, more of them. And we found all these new sounds, so we had to make a second one. So our second record, second EP, came out uh, a couple, what, a month later than after the first one. So I've had this sound in my head for 30 years, and now it's on the speakers. Yeah, I can like hit play and hear it. It's so satisfying. So yeah, this is where I started. So it's like a something new, and yet it's a return. It's like the threads of our lives. Uh, sort of get all woven in these weird ways and you return. Yeah, it's opening me in these new ways. It's opening my heart. Uh, something about the experience of it. Just making this ruckus with my friends. My friend Brent French played drums on the second one. Uh, shout out to Todd Hook, who played drums on the first one. Um over the past forever ago, but then Brent last month came in and played the drums and just making this ruckus with my friends. Um, and then uh, Natalie and Megan and Allie joking at first, I was joking about like, you know, these shows are going to be so fun. And then Kristen being like, I mean, she's like, these recordings, these, these records are great. She's like, but the live show, I mean, like, wait, wait, what? And then, yeah. Yeah, and then Joseph saying like, "Oh yeah, these shows. When we when it when people start doing shows again and when we can play these songs live, that's going to be insane." Wait, what? <laughs> Cuz I actually know how to do that. That's how I started. Yeah. And Kristen Bell, by the way, Kristen Bell says to me, "You start cuz when she met me, that was what I was doing, band stuff." She's like, "You've been on a stage going around touring, generating the energy yourself." now for a for years she's like but like imagine you've got like a whole band with you 
Woo, honestly. Mm, I'm in the surprise business. I'm in the joy, like, I literally did a thing called an introduction to joy. Took that thing around the world. But, like, that's joy that even, I'm like, whoa. That, that's like joy, really? Like, whew, yeah, yeah. There's a word that I think is going to make a comeback. I think post-COVID in this new world, there's a word that I think is going to make a huge, huge comeback. Here's the word, earnest. Yeah, yeah. It's got a cousin, by the way, the word earnest. That, it's cousin, sincere. Yeah. I think something's going to happen. I think, I, 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 think, I think we have passed through an era of, uh, what's the word? I would say jaded or cynicism or that kind of thing, but it's something deeper. Standing at a distance from life. I think we, I think we culturally, psychically, collective unconscious-wise, I think that's no longer going to seem as wise as, and cool as it once seemed. I think earnest is going to be the new word. People who do what they love without endless disclaimers and justifications, without a need to reddit it to death, rationalize it, explain it. They're making their noise. They're crafting their thing. They're doing what they're doing. They love it. It's lighting them up, and they just do it. They just do it. They don't need to defend it. They don't need to make sure that you get it. They're just doing it because that's where the joy is. That's where the love is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this noise that my friends and I have been making that's, that's now on you know, Spotify and Apple and all the streaming services, there's something actually quite as... as Whatever it is, it's also just really earnest. It's like, here's some noises. Here's some songs I'm singing. Here's some songs we're singing. Here's some things we're saying. Here's what we're feeling. Here's how it sounds. Yeah, that's what it is. By the way, Violet, our 12-year-old daughter, I get home from the studio a couple weeks. I ride my bike to the studio. That's living. Oh, so wonderful. I get back one of the days and I say to her, hey, do you want to hear the, the newest songs? I've got like SoundCloud file from Alec, the engineer. I could, uh, do you want to hear them? And she says, are they on Spotify? Uh, no, like I'm just literally recording them and they're in the process of being mixed and mastered. Oh, I'll just wait till they're on Spotify. <laughs> oh, that makes me laugh. Wait, uh, are they on Spotify? Oh, well, you know, when they actually exist. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so my friends, my goodness, this episode has been meaningful to do. I did not see this coming, but I would end with a question for you. What are the rules again? Yeah, let's end there. What are the rules again? I'm sorry, what were the rules? Uh, what What... The assumptions about what's possible, what's not possible, what's permissible, what you can do, what you can't, what age you are to do. What are, what are, wait, what are the rules again? I'm, I'm, I'm asking you. Uh, just in case there's some rules you've been living according to that you don't have to. Just in case there are assumptions you've made about your life that you don't um, have to live with. 
just in case there's something you've been carrying around your head for 30 years. Why not make it? Why not? What were the rules again? What were the rules again? So much heartache, struggle, financial stress, literal death from this pandemic that we have been through. Um, And we all, it's like every... We will be processing that for a long time. But in the midst of all this, what we've noticed again and again is how many people have realized, wait, what were the rules again? What were the rules again? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So may you, my friends, protect and preserve your own capacity for surprise. May your life routinely and consistently surprise you. May it shock you. May you find yourself find yourself dumbfounded. What? No way. Yeah. 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 That's my prayer for you. That's my hope for you. May you find things from way back returning. May you find things you never knew existed exploding into view. May you find yourself singing some new song, thinking, where did this come from? Where is this taking me? May you experience that alchemy with people you love, doing the next thing, following it, seeing where it takes you. Yeah, yeah. And and may you keep being surprised with where your life takes you. And may grace and peace be with you every step of the way.